Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will and with Schedulefly, and I'm excited to have Gina Stefani on the phone with me today. She's in Chicago, outside of Chicago. She actually, she and her husband moved a month ago from uh, within downtown Chicago uh, to a home outside of town near where she grew up. So they went through a move through all this, in addition to the fact that uh, she and her family have been in the, the hospitality business for quite some time in Chicago and have a wonderful, wonderful brand. Um, so Gina, thank you for taking the time to do this with so much going on right now. I appreciate it. And I know everybody listening will appreciate it. And, um, uh, looking forward to just kind of catching up on, uh, under unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. I mean, the best we can do right now is to communicate with each other and everyone's kind of feeling the same thing. So it's nice to, you know, continue that communication, see kind of how people are feeling, you know, checking in on people, um, etc because yeah i don't think anybody really could plan for what we're going through right now no no you certainly couldn't and um well let me ask you this because it's been interesting getting perspectives from around the country and finding out sort of what's going on locally so there in chicago how many places do you have so we have seven full service um restaurants but we go by like our liquor licenses, so we have like sixteen liquor licenses. Okay. Okay, that's so right. some of those are like summer properties, um, but seven full service restaurants. Seven full, and is are you doing any business right now through takeout or delivery, or are you shut down? Um, so right now we've had one of our restaurants open throughout this whole time for delivery and takeout, and now we just opened um, three more in the past like two weeks. What is it like in Chicago right now? Because I, 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 I just. It's hard to keep up with, you know, the hot spots and all that kind of stuff. What's going on there? Yeah. So we've just now, um, our stay-at-home order has just now been extended to the end of May, um, which, you know, I think the biggest kind of stressful point is just not knowing, you know, when that day is going to come where we're able to open again or what it looks like. So it's been very hard to kind of plan for this. So it's kind of really like live in the moment day by day of what we're doing. So currently, like I said, you know, now we have four of our restaurants operating for delivery and takeout. And, you know, it's again, you're not doing it to make money. You want to keep you know your name out there as well as try to keep some employees on and feed the community um so we really too during this time like you know for a while i think it was three four weeks most of our restaurants were um shut down so we kind of took that route to kind of feed first responders Mm. so we've been going around to all like hospitals and firehouses police stations over the course of the last month and you know donating food um because we just really don't know what to do so we're just trying to like put our time and energy into something positive um because it's really hard like i said to plan for what it looks like to open because as you see you know many states are you know some are starting to open and it seems like everybody's guidelines are kind of different so we really don't know what to expect it's impossible what i love so much one of the things i love so much about restaurants independently owned restaurants in particular groups like yours is you hit this thing you know this kind of hits like a freight train out of nowhere it's an existential threat but your immediate response is how do we help first responders the hospitality thread 
that goes that kind of winds through every story that we've been telling on this podcast since it started is so pure and true and meaningful and thoughtful. It is very inspiring, Gina. And I think the community people are more and more people are starting to recognize, truly recognize how valuable what y'all do is for your community. I mean, when times are great and you can go out and go to your, you know, it's just, it's, you appreciate that for sure. But now seeing not only like, Hey, will my favorite restaurant open again? I don't know. God, I sure hope so. What can I do to help? And then you find out that they're sitting there putting their, you know, their health at risk and, and just taking all these monetary and, um, physical risks of, of trying to help the people that are helping the people that, you know, are suffering from this. It's an amazing thing that y'all do. And I, I just want to say that because it's so important that y'all hear that, I believe, because you're just arms deep in the middle of this mess all the time. And you need to know that many, many people really, truly appreciate what y'all are doing and are, and are inspired by it. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, our direction is comes from, you know, my dad, Phil, who started this group and actually April was going to be kind of our month year of starting celebrations as a company's celebrating 40 years um, of being open. So it's kind of this like bittersweet, you know, that my dad's still trying to keep that message of when he opened that front door of his first restaurant to, for the people to, you know, give people an extension of their home to come in and feel welcome and show our appreciation. So, I mean, his mission, honestly, once this has happened is, He's has tried is fighting every day for all of our employees who a lot of them have been in this company, you know, from the beginning and the first responders and anybody he could help. I mean, that's just how my dad's like passion is to help people. And that's the first thing he puts, um, you know, first and foremost ahead of anything else. But yeah, I mean, our industry, you know, it's funny too when people always say like, oh, you know, you have like this glamorous job and you're mm. working, you know, like events and this when. In reality, like we, our industry is what people use for, you know, celebrating all their special occasions. So when you have a birthday or an anniversary or, you know, you got a promotion or something, you go to a restaurant. And yep. so to have nothing open, it's like this loss. And you just, I mean, I just seriously lay in bed at night and just think of that day of like, which restaurant am I going to go to for the first time? And, you know, but it's also, I don't think that when the doors do open, that it's going to be the industry that we remember for a while. And it's just scary because a lot of restaurants will not survive this. Yeah. You know, it's impossible. And just kind of doing anything on our end that we can to kind of strategically think and plan for, you know, kind of the worst and hope for the best. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, look, that's all you can do right now because there are so many unknown variables and all this. Do you, when you plan, I mean, how do you model this? Do you say, okay, well, if you know, for the next twelve to eighteen months, we're only at, I don't know, whatever seventy percent of our re- like, how, do you go through multiple scenarios and figure out like yeah, what's what's break even? What's you know? Yeah, it's just hard because in reality, if a restaurant operates like eighty-five to ninety percent capacity. You yeah. know, that kind of goes with all their fixed numbers and everything, and that's survival. If we have to go to 50 to 25, it's truly, I mean, for us, it will be impossible to right. make ends meet. Sure. You know, if your rent stays the same, all these fixed costs stay the same. 
So it's very challenging then to say, okay, 25 to 50% when we can't even guarantee that we will be able to be at that capacity, you know, because we have no idea if people will come out right away or, but you still have to bring on the staff. You still have to have the food. You still have to have, make sure, you know, your lights are on, your cables on. So I don't, you know, we really just don't know. We're kind of taking it day by day and we'll open and just, we said, we're going to have to just keep reassessing every week, every month, you know, um, and kind of make adjustments as we go. But yeah, it's, it's definitely scary, you know? Like I said, the unknown is probably the scariest of everything. It's not like they're saying, guys, you just got to get through this, you know, six months or whatever, and then everything will be fine. There's really no guarantee, unfortunately. No, there's not. And, you know, everybody's going to have to ultimately share in that, I believe. So to think that landlords can continue to charge the same rent that was charged in a, a booming economy is probably um a little short-sighted so right. not just land, i'm not calling out like everybody all of yeah, you you know i mean just yeah. everybody's gonna have to otherwise because it's do you do you do you make less in rent or whatever the fixed cost may be or do you make nothing because it's gonna be if the right. restaurant and, and, and you know and your property closes then all the vendors that that uh are, are paid by you are hurt and probably nobody's going to be opening in that space anytime real soon. Uh, I would imagine. So, right. That's exactly it. It's like this trickle effect that we might be the immediate person suffering, but down the line, it's going to hit every person in some way or the other. Yeah. Second. It's also, I think like the numbers are, you know, 60% of the people currently unemployed are in the hospitality industry. And if these restaurants aren't all opening, like, that's still keeping so many people out of jobs. Well, let's talk about your team. How many people do you all employ? Uh, so we have about 500 full-time um, employees. Okay. And uh, have you furloughed all of them? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, other I than... Say, I'd say 75%, 80% are currently furloughed. Okay. How are they doing, generally? You know, that's the other kind of thing that is kind of we don't really see a lot of people are doing actually okay i think you know right now those that have been able to collect the unemployment there's there's two sides right because you have those people that are home right now that are able to collect unemployment and are potentially getting relatively close to what they get or some are even getting more so they're kind of comfortable you have this other side that is not collecting unemployment and they have gone out to get the jobs right away at the grocery stores just to try to continue to bring in money. So there's the two sides, but the people that are, you know, comfortable, we also are kind of concerned, like, are they going to want to come back? Is the government then going to, is there going to be a new kind of guidelines instilled of a cutoff date? You know, I don't know, but we've just, you know, again, have tried to be available to all of our employees, whether it, you know, has been feeding their families or any way we could help, um, but I, I thought there would be more kind of panic, but I haven't really, I can't really say I've seen that yet. But again, what? with time, I think everything, you know, once they keep pushing it, this this time around, we got a few more calls than the first time of the extension, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully people are smart enough to realize that um, riding the unemployment bus is going to 
be a hard stop yeah. when it ends. So, and and if, and unfortunately, at that point, if you do ride this out to the end of July or however long it lasts, then you you're going to have a really hard time finding a job after that because there are going to be fewer jobs. There's going to be fewer restaurants open, unfortunately, and fewer you know retailers and so forth. So, more people, fewer jobs doesn't work in your favor. So. Right. I hope people are thinking through even, that. Even just like that kind of, you know, what this does and all, you know, I've been reading some articles, just like kind of the secondary issues that are going to come out of this, like people's mental state, you know, even me, like yeah. not being on a schedule of like how I've been operating for the last however many years of my life and using my brain every day in certain ways and not even using, you know, these skills that I have done, you know, those kind of what happens like are every, you know, when you've been home for two months and then you kind of go back to work how long does it take to kind of kick back into gear i'm sure there's a lot of people that are in depression and yeah not motivated so i don't know i just think yeah like there's still gonna there's gonna be a lot of challenges that we're faced with oh i think so for sure um the mental health piece is huge we've seen by the way we've seen a lot of good um uses of uh, of our platform through this. So people are like, we have some folks that are sending daily jokes out to their team or, you know, things like that, um, through the message wall, through email and text and things like that to kind of keep everybody engaged. Um, so just a couple of uh, tips there. If y'all want to think through ways you can use schedule five, everything you guys have done, you've truly been amazing. And we, that's our number one way to communicate with Good. our team so we appreciate you keeping those channels open and available to us oh for sure 100 percent. how we communicate every day yeah i mean that, that's so big because people you know if they've been furloughed they don't know if and when their their employer is going to reopen they're isolated i mean it's just that's a tough tough spot so mentally that's really challenging and, and then in, in addition to the fact that we're facing something that not even you know if you're 25 and working in a restaurant and you've just been let off i mean not even your parents know what to think of all this you know i mean i'm 45 i have no clue i told my kids like we just don't know i mean even my parents don't know (laughs) know? yeah Um, and i think that's like one of the hard things too like on an executive level like to not have answers for your team you know so even you know, the individual managers at the location have just been sending out messages kind of like, hey, we're all watching the same news, but just know we're here if you need anything. We don't really have much to report or kind of, you know, a plan yet, but just want you to know we're thinking about you. Please reach out if you need food, have questions, like we're here to help. But that's the hardest thing is not having these answers that you're used to, you know, giving. No, it really is. It's 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 not being able to plan is is uh, very challenging, and it will probably change the way people plan going forward. I would think because you know there was this quote from, ironically from uh, it's a great quote, and it's the metaphor is phenomenal. But from Mike Tyson, who once said, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, and that's you know you have to plan, you need to plan, uh, but you also I think now you know a lot of us are realizing well you you, you got to have a plan, but you need yeah. to have a lot of margin in that plan too for you know worst case and I mean it's it's tough um, the and by the way, getting back to your point about people thinking it's such a luxurious thing and uh, I had another owner told me one time that you know he said like sitting at the bar and you know buying a customer a drink or something that looks so sexy and cool and you're in this restaurant and all these people are having fun he's like that's one half of one percent of what i do you know it's yeah, totally. it's it's yeah. not it is a, it is a really it, it is a, but you know one of the things i was telling 
with some of my friends yesterday is, you know, they were saying, well, you know, what's going on with your customers and independent restaurants? We hear a lot about how, you know, how badly they're being impacted. Like, you know, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I know this. I know that anybody that, that owns and runs an independent restaurant, especially if they've been doing it, you know, for more than a year or whatever, that, that has done it successfully for some time is creative, is driven, is intentional, is gritty and hustles and has drive and, and vision and they're going to figure this out. You know, the, the good operators, I mean, your dad's been doing this 40 years, uh, yeah. hasn't faced this before he, you, your team, you, you'll figure this out, you know? And, and, um, fortunately, as you said, the good thing, I mean, if there is any good thing, I keep trying to find silver linings in this, but because we are all into it, we, we kind of have to all figure it out, right? Like it's not like, Oh, well that restaurant or that restaurant group made a big mistake and now they you know they may not be able to continue to operate no 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 no. it's you know we're all in this right so right. there is a little comfort in knowing that you know you're going to be working on it but so are your customers so are your vendors you know everybody trying to yeah. trying to work through this because we all you know we all want um our, our favorite restaurants well, to, to I thrive like truly feel fortunate that i do have you know my dad is kind of the mm. person that i'm watching because I find myself like there's days I wake up and I'm just in pure panic yeah and then I talk to him who he's probably like I said times 20 of what I'm experiencing he says the whole company the last 40 years that he's literally given his life for but to see and just listen to him like we will get through this we are all together and he's just talking to you know so many people just within the city and everything and I mean, that's the only thing we can take, right? Because if we all say, like, yep, they're, we're done, this isn't going to ever work, then we might as well not even fight for it, you know, and just give up. But he's truly fighting for it every day, which then, if anything, again, makes me motivated and just finding those, our team. I mean, we have so many of our employees who do check in with us weekly and are, even though that they are furloughed, like, what can we do? We don't care. We want to come in. Like, we mm. want these doors to open. So, you know, that's just, you know, what keeps us obviously going every day is for our team and just even all of our loyal customers. Like, that's the incredible part. Just even like with the, even with the delivery service, like I said, we're not making money by doing this, but it, in such bad times and scary times, it's nice to, have that customer that you have saw weekly sitting at the bar now coming in to pick up food, you know, and still having that, you know, interaction or that conversation over the phone. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can only hope that in six months, a few months from now, we're having another conversation and we're talking about how we got out of this and, you know, all the experience, you know, from this experience, everything that we have gained and only made us stronger and better, hopefully, you know, we will. We absolutely will. Yeah. Uh, we'll have yeah. that conversation. I'm very confident of that. It is tough yeah. in the middle of this. You know, you're in the eye of the storm, and it's hard. I, I'm very happy to hear and not surprised to hear that your dad is looking at it that way. There is uh, a saying that I love that I try to tell myself every day, even just as a you know husband and father, uh, in addition to a business person. But you know, uh, it, it's calm is contagious, mm-hmm. and when you think about that, it's, it's so true. We, 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 as leaders, you know, we have to be calm and we have to be as positive as possible and people will pick up on that and they'll follow suit. And, um, when you, when you are calm, 
then you are more creative and you yeah. you're able to capture and harness all that you need to do exactly what your dad said which is pull together and get through this um and so yeah that's such a great thing that's so true tell me about your okay so your employees what do, do you have conversations with them or are they expressing concern about hey we want to reopen we want to get so let's say you, you know the end of may or whatever if y'all get the go ahead and you open are there people that are saying yeah but i don't know if i'm i don't know if i want to put myself at you know I mean, it's a weird thing we don't yeah. really know you know like we don't know enough yet because testing's been limited and we don't know how many people have actually had it and didn't even know it i kind of think i'm one right. of them i don't know though because i can't oh, get to you know, sure. you know so but then you've got but then if you you know and of course the media i mean i don't want to get into too much of that but i mean their whole business model is to kind of keep people panicked so they stay tuned in yes. so it's just so hard right. to figure this out you're a young person you're going yeah i need to make money i want to go back but right now i'm getting a lot of money on unemployment and if I go back, am I going to put myself at risk or my parents at risk? You know, like, is that a conversation right. you all are having? Um, it hasn't really come up yet, but it will, 100% will. Yeah. I, you know, I just don't think that we've, and we've faced it yet just because we haven't really had the opportunity to kind of reach out to people yet and start bringing in loads kind of back. Um, but I think, I think there's such a fear now, and the longer that this continues, a lot of people, the fear is you know, going to get worse. Um, I mean, I have my best friend, she's been in the house alone for 46 days. I mean, she has a true fear. What hasn't even taken a walk is sat on her balcony. Oh, you know? goodness. So there's going to be so there, there's a lot of people like that where, like you said too, I think, you know, it's hard when we are watching all watching the same news and you don't hear positive really on anything of people that have had it, that made like, a, you're absolutely right. Have it don't even know that they have it and they're okay you know those are more of the stories too that you want to hear in conjunction with absolutely there's heartbreak and I mean I can't even imagine people that are losing family members and not being able to say goodbye I mean that's true true heartbreak Mm. but I think you have to see the mix or else we're never going to leave our homes again and that's not a way of life either you know it's just just think of all the times that we are missing spending it with grandparents or parents or nieces and nephews cousins family like we're not going to get that time back so at some point hopefully we'll be told you know leave your house return back to normal as best as you can follow you know these new kind of set of guidelines to help you know prevent what you can but you know, that's the scary part. You know, we have to, at some point, be normal. We can't live in fear forever. <laughs> I don't know. No, you're right. Look, the purveyors of fear, unfortunately, benefit from a lot of carnage. I mean, if you think about, because yeah. we're, we're wired that way. Like, you think about, okay, you're driving down the interstate, and there's this horrible wreck on the other side of the road, you know. But right. your traffic pattern slows down a lot because people want to slow and see what's happening. And so... It almost benefits, and I think, I just, I hope people will remember this, uh, you know, it almost benefits um, a lot of media uh, sources to, to, if people have to stay and if restaurants do fail, because, oh, look at this story about this restaurant that's been around forever and now they're failing, and people pay attention to that, you know, so I I really hope that people will keep that in mind. I hope as leaders we can continue to tell that story because, um, you know, we have, like you said, it needs to be a balance. There are people that are getting through this and I'm not, I'm not minimizing what's happening at all by any means, 
but we have to have a little balance there to know that, you know, there is that. And, and gosh, do, do we want to, I mean, I don't want to be cooped up for, you know, I, I don't want to live in no, fear forever. Right? I, yeah. What's the, it's not, you know, what kind of life is that? So, well, uh, no, right. and you also have to hope that one of the great things too, I keep, you know, talking about here at home is this is the first time in history that the entire world is trying to solve one problem. You know, and, and not only are we trying to solve it, but we're highly connected. So connected physically, which is part of why this is spreading, but then connected technologically, which is why we can share ideas and pass information along that helps other people help solve this. So it's a, you know, I'm betting on humanity here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I would never bet against America and I will never bet against humanity to, when we're all facing yeah. this, this massive um, uh, issue. We'll, we'll figure it out. Right. No, absolutely. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, um, oh, oh, one more thing I want to ask you about. Did you, did y'all do the, um, PPP? Yes, um, we did. And even that, you know, our, there's definitely still kinks that need to be figured out because, um, you know, right now they're saying you spend it within that eight week period or give it back. And it's very hard to do that when we're not open. So, I think they're kind of looking into, I believe that they're, you know, kind of taking that all into account and hopefully they'll come up with kind of a modified uh, plan for that because right now that doesn't really, unfortunately, do much. No, it's not well designed for restaurants that yeah. if you have to use it. But the, but the point was to help people, you know, to save jobs. But before they even got it done, everybody had already lost their job. And then now they're saying you can't open, but you got it. So it, it is tough. And you got to hope that they're going to figure that out and, and make yeah, some adjustments. Yeah, I hope that they figure that out because, did, yeah, there needs so, to be a better plan. Yeah. Well, did you all, um, I mean, was the process fairly smooth for you? Were you in early or? Yeah, for us, um, it was okay. Um, we received it. But it expires, you know, June 15th for us, which, like I said, half of our companies, you know, more than half is furloughed right now and our restaurants are operating. And it's it's a tricky thing because even if we were to bring everybody back for that, if we're not open by June, we're kind of in the same boat and it doesn't make sense, you know. So we're kind of just waiting um, to see if it gets modified before we kind of do anything. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Who are you? Um, who, wh- are there any other folks in the industry that you're paying attention to or uh, following through this, just to see what they're saying or doing in other parts of the country or there in Chicago? Um, yeah, you know, our CFO is on the board of the Illinois Restaurant Association, and mm. just between connections and you know, my dad and our group have just been around, so we are in contact with several groups within the city and everyone's kind of speaking the same language of even those restaurants that are you know at the top and bringing you know the most dollars like they're also concerned you know there's really there's nobody out there in our industry that's safe you know um so everyone is but that's i mean you can like as you said looking at the positive things this is definitely unified and when, when you see restaurants that are on paper competi- competitors, I mean, we're all working together to truly figure out what's working for one group. And then, you know, that's the only way we can do it. Hey, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And kind of all work together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, we have to, we have to share ideas right now and help each other. I mean, everybody sure. only has a only, there's only upside for that for everybody. Um, okay. Well, 
last thing is when you have a chance, no rush, uh, but yeah. if you will, uh, I'm asking everybody that's on the podcast to send me a pandemic selfie, which I'm putting on Instagram uh, when I post the uh, podcast episode. So um, text me something over when you have a chance, you know, and okay. uh, we'll put it up. And I want to thank you again for the time. I want to encourage you to continue to to stay positive, Gina, and uh, we will not anytime real soon, but maybe 10 years from now, we'll look back on this and be like, man, that was crazy and have a small laugh about it. But in the meantime, if we uh, can do anything for you or if I can do anything for you, you know where I'm at and I'm always happy to help. And thank you. I mean, I truly have appreciated everything. It's been truly amazing working with you and just even you wanting to take the time to speak with me. Like these relationships are, you know, what's important right now. So thank you. It's what keeps us going. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we'll tell everybody hello. And and like I said, I hope to talk to you again soon. You will. We'll keep this conversation going. We'll we'll, we'll check back in after, you know, a few months after you get reopened and you kind of are able to, uh, you know, get get your head above water. We'll we'll check back in and see what's going on. All right. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it. You too, Gina. Take care. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.